Hi, I'm Jackie Jones and welcome to my podcast, Living Life Being Human, the number one podcast for anxiety, stress and mental health support. Don't forget to click subscribe to be notified of my latest podcast episodes. And if you get any value from this podcast, please support me by leaving a review. It really does help me out and it motivates me to keep making these podcasts. You can connect with me on social media at Jackie Jones Coaching and subscribe to my YouTube channel to get weekly videos all around anxiety, stress and mental health. I hope you enjoy this episode. This next episode and I've got a fantastic guest today. I would like to introduce everybody to Jenny McDonald. Um, we've touched base a couple of times over the past few weeks. I think we've kind of, you know, met each other and then gone off again. But Jenny is a health coach who works with her clients to help them understand their behaviour around food and to break free from the dieting cycle. And we've just had a chat and I'm, I'm, on, I'm on this. I need to work with Jenny. Jenny has developed a tricky relationship herself with food and became a secret eater before the age of 10. Jenny longed to be like the other girls in her teens, but she was fighting not only against her love of food, but also against a condition called lipidemia, which I'm sure we can talk a little bit more about that. Um, Jenny's now sees herself as in recovery from her food addiction and always working on her relationship with herself. Jenny's mission is to empower women to live their life free from food addiction. And Jenny believes that with the right support and mindset, anything is possible. All Jenny's contact details are going to be in the show notes, so I'll put them in so that you can check out on that. But welcome, Jenny. Welcome to the Living Life Being Human podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Not That's absolutely fine. Such a pleasure. I, I'm so interested in everything that you're doing and everything that you've got to say. It resonated with me so much, everything. So tell me a little bit about your journey and how you got to where you are today. Okay. All right, then. Okay. I'll go back to the beginning, but I'll try and keep it... Um keep it tight um because it's a long story <laughs> oh, go for um, it <laughs> so uh basically by the very early on I, I think I I learned um that food made me feel better that food was quite comforting um <clears throat> that um if I was sad that it picked me up and I developed what I would call a tricky relationship with food and my parents could see that I was struggling, so they tried to help. But unfortunately, trying to help um, was um, restricting my food. And when I compared my plate to what my brother was eating, I was kind of like, well, that's not fair. Why is he having more than me? What's so then, going on there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, then I, I developed um, my secret eating and I used to steal money from my mum's pocket and go and sit in my bedroom and eat chocolate and things like that, take food out of the cupboard. And um, it just, just had a really difficult time with food. And looking back... Um, <clears throat> I can see where why I started to gain weight, but also I didn't know that I had um, a condition called lipedema or lipedema, it's pronounced both ways, which is basically the abnormal collection of fat cells in certain areas of your body, most commonly um, pretty much all always in women, but although there, there's been known to be a few cases in men but it is um women and it's connected to your hormones so it tends to come on at puberty 
and then it can be um, exasperated in pregnancy and menopause. So basically, oh, we get it from all sides. We do, don't we? It's just like, <laughs> great, thanks for that one. Yeah. And I'm, I've, I've done the puberty, I've done the, the pregnancy, I'm waiting for the menopause now. It's like, great, bring it yeah. on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so basically, when I was um, heading for puberty, my legs started to change shape and I kind of developed this what I'd call a fat pad or what they they call a fat pad around my knees and the top part of my legs were much larger than the average girl's legs and they were misshapen and I was called tree trunk legs at school um I was bullied from what I remember quite badly um and just that that just fueled the whole dieting cycle It, it couldn't lose weight, tried to lose weight, starvation, overeating, kind of, it, it just got really, really messy. And I, I actually feel sorry for my my parents because now I'm a mum myself, I think, gosh, what I was, not intentionally, but I was putting my mum through. I mean, I remember sitting on the bathroom floor crying, saying, please don't send me to school. I, get, I don't want to, they're going to pick on me. And my mum, like, saying, I will help you, I'll help you any way I can. And obviously her trying to help was putting me on a diet because that's how we knew to, yeah. you know, you restrict your food, you lose weight. Um, so anyway, um, fast forward to the age of 26, I'd, um, I'd gone to drama school, I'd trained to be an actress. And I think looking back, that was a form of escapism. It was like, it's if not I can, me, I'm just acting. Be somebody else, then yeah. it's all okay. Um, and, but I was still pretty miserable. I was, I was not in a good place. I, I was like to go out on the weekend with the girls. I was drinking quite heavily before I left the house to feel comfortable in myself. And, um, fortunately I found a program where I lost, I could lose weight, but the, the most important thing, which is the key to, to me, the key was, it was a program that helped me change my relationship with food using which you're very familiar with cognitive behavior therapy transactional analysis and really really delving into where that tricky relationship with food started um the habits the the belief system um, and all of my thoughts around weight loss and dieting so because that completely changed my life and i lost six and a half stone wow. um yeah and have maintained that weight loss which I'll talk a little bit about as well but because of that change I was like wow if if I can do this then I can I need to share this with the world because I, I felt so passionate about the fact that it's something that and I'm sure if there's anyone listening that they struggle with food you never ever feel you're going to get a grip on it and whenever you start a weight loss program in the back of your head it's I wonder how long this will last yeah. or I'll probably do it till my holiday or if I can just lose a stone before Christmas you you'd always told yourself that you were never going to see it through and you certainly wasn't going to keep it off yeah. you put your bigger clothes into a suitcase in the loft ready for next time you needed them I have and a that, wardrobe and a thinner wardrobe I have yeah. <laughs> and that's the cycle isn't it that yeah. we get into and, and we and we kind of almost buy into it that that's how it is that's how it's always going to be 
Um, so basically I ran groups for um, a, a weight loss um, franchise for 10 years. Um, and I always describe them as a little bit like AA um, for foodies. It was closed groups of um, single sex groups where people work through a program to change their relationship with food. Um, and after 10 years, I decided to move away from it. Um, and basically, I missed it. And I missed helping people. Um, I felt that I wasn't fulfilling what I was, I'm here to do. So I'm now um, launching a uh, academy for people like I coach people one to one. Um, but I'm realized that probably like yourself there's not enough hours in the day to help as many people as you want to help so um i'm launching an academy called the becoming you academy and my first program is called the evolution program which is basically about um working through that process whichever way you are choosing to lose weight so if you are already following something it can fit in with it but it is about working through understanding that relationship with food and understanding yourself better. Um, and something I encourage people to do is basically create their own diet for life because diets, you know, they, they, there's a big thing at the moment called saying diets don't work. And, and I, I kind of go around this in my head thinking, well, do they? Because actually I lost weight on a very low calorie diet and it worked for me and wow. I've maintained. Um, but actually what I've realized is any, any diet will work if you cut the calories, if you, you know, restrict food, but the reason they don't work long-term is because we go on them and then we come off them. Yeah. And what we need to do is we need a diet for life. And that is unique to your body because we are all so very, very different. Yeah. And it's really about getting in tune with yourself getting in tune with what your body needs and what you actually like because I think after a lot of work I've realized some of the things I thought I liked I actually don't even like that much it was just these habits that I'd got into that I had to eat cake that I always like takeaways and you know like you you stop it's also about self-care isn't it yeah because you know when you actually take time to care for yourself, which is something that I think most people just forget to do these days because we're so busy. And it's again, probably something that you spend a lot of time talking to your clients about. People think it's selfish. If we prioritize ourselves, it's bad and it's selfish and we shouldn't do it. And it's just not true. <laughs> not true. It's so not true. But, it, but it, that's exactly the, you know, the, the, comments I get from clients it's like oh yeah but I just need to do that for somebody else or just need to work late so I've missed that and it's but when you learn to value and care for yourself then you learn to nourish your body in the way it needs so it's kind of I suppose there's a it's not just about what we eat I guess is what I'm saying it is about your thoughts it is about self-care and it's about understanding where all of this behavior has come from so that you can just tweak it, let go of old and helpful beliefs and thoughts and, and move forward. So, yeah, that is kind of where, I, where who I am. I've, I've got a thing, not about diets. I'm fine with diets. I've been on and off diets, exactly like you said. It's the word it's yeah. the word diet and what I associate it with. If yeah. I 
talk about a lifestyle change, it sounds less restrictive than yeah. when I'm on a diet. Yeah. In my head, as soon as I say that, I crave things that I won't normally crave. Yeah. It's Absolutely. it's all like you say, it's a mindset, it's our relationship with food. And for me, you know, I, I speak to clients sometimes that have got issues around food and it's the habitual behavior, whether it's at certain times of the month, at certain times of the day, but it's just that habitual thing. And if we just slow it down a little bit and ask ourselves, am I hungry or am I eating for something else? Am I eating because of my feelings and emotions, you know, or am I actually wanting nutrition? And I can honestly say 99% of the time I hit the biscuit cupboard, I'm not hungry. It's no. just I'll walk past it and remember there's something in there and think, oh, I'll eat that now. So, yeah. it, you know, I 100% agree with what you're saying. And the other thing, you know, with the Academy, which I believe it's, it's launching next month, it's launching in June. Yes, that's right. Very exciting. Is We're better together. Yes, not, we are. Not just about working out, yes, 100%, we're all unique and we need to work out what works for us. But to be in a group of like-minded people, I think, is priceless. Absolutely. And I think particularly, well, probably going through any behaviour change, but for me, going through the change of um, letting go of weight and letting go of that relationship with food, there's a lot of shame around it. So we feel embarrassed that we've got to this point with our weight. Um, we feel like people judge us and to, you know, to share that experience with, you know, six or seven other ladies where you can all go, gosh, yeah, I feel like that. Oh my goodness. I can relate to that is it, it empowers you because it's like, I'm actually, I'm not alone here. This is completely normal and we can all do this and, and, and as you said we are stronger together yeah. and um that is why through the program um although it could stand on its own the idea is that people meet fortnightly for a zoom call where we share where we are on the program where we talk about what we've discovered about ourselves through through completing the modules and move forward together and it also we it holds you accountable not just to your coach but to the other group of women that are um, on the same journey. So I'm not sure whether yeah. you've noticed it, but I've noticed that quite a, a big shift lately that, you know, like me I, as a psychotherapist, people presume I've got all my shit sorted. <laughs> and it was quite a pivotal moment for me when I decided to open up and share that actually, I'm just one step ahead of you. I get triggered life happens to me I get a curveball I've got a 16 year old son that's not doing his GCSEs and he's throwing hormones and testosterone all I struggle just like everybody else does I've not got all the answers so I get as much from my groups you know and the people that are in mine for me to be accountable and for me to share my stuff without that shame and guilt that you're talking about and I think there's been a bit of a shift that we don't need to be perfect as coaches yeah. and as leaders or supporters or whatever we want to call ourselves. We're allowed to go through stuff too. And that for me was a, a massive thing. Absolutely. And we're always learning, aren't we? And, but I think as coaches, we, we 
kind of question oh you know should I say that like you said should I say I haven't got my shit together um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's why I resonated with you sharing your story do you know what I mean that I've, yeah. I've been through this I still you know get a magnet uh, you know drawing me to the biscuit tin every so often yeah. I'm human and that to me is really powerful and it resonates with so many people yeah. So I just wanted to congratulate you for being open and sharing your story with everybody. <laughs> Thank you. You you just sparked something that I was going to share earlier. I think I went off on a tangent, but um, one of my podcasts that I recorded probably two or three episodes ago was almost like an update to where I am because I, I had this revelation at the start of the year because I've also retrained um, as a, a health and life coach um more recently um to kind of top up what i learned years and years ago um because we're always trying to improve aren't we so but through that journey i had this revelation that i thought i was really doing really well at maintaining my weight loss and i was I, you know i'm i've maintained for 15 years la 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 and it suddenly occurred to me that i was still stuck in this dieting cycle because what i was doing was starving myself during the week to eat as much as I could at the weekends. And nine o'clock on a Sunday, I'd be in the kitchen thinking, right, what else can I eat? Because I've got to be good again tomorrow. I need to clear um, the cupboards. <laughs> to clear the cupboards. Yeah, and, and it was like, literally at the start of this year, when I kind of went, oh my goodness, like, what are you doing? You're, you're, you're telling everyone that, you know, this is how you maintain your weight. And this isn't how you maintain your weight. This is, you have not got it yet. And now I feel like for the first time ever that I've finally got it, that, that it really is about having a good routine with your body and being in tune with your body. And, and what I've noticed now is come the weekends, I don't want to overindulge. And it's because I'm not depriving myself in the week. Whereas before it would be like, well, if I want a bag of crisps in the week, I can't have one, I'll have them at the weekend. But then come the weekend, it would be the giant bag of crisps because I've not had them all week. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it's amazing how, you know, I, I often talk about our brain is not designed. It's, it's, a, it's a rubbish organ. It's constantly working against us. It's not very helpful. It it attaches stories to certain things that then become habitual behaviors. And, you know, in the 21st century, it's not designed very well now. It's still working like it did when we were cavemen. And we need to understand that it's okay to have good days and bad days. You know, it's not all or nothing. It's that black and white thinking, you know, and we're also really good at catastrophizing. You know, if I have, if I have a day where I overeat, that's it. I throw the towel in. I failed. I'm not going to do this diet anymore. Where it's like, no, it's just a blip. It's okay. You know, yeah. you, you can have a bad day on a Monday and everything be back to normal on a Tuesday. It's that constant ebb and flow. Yeah. I mean, and where did well I know in diet culture where it comes from because we used to get you know you'd you'd get a round of applause if you'd lost weight and you'd get a yeah. if you hadn't and everything and, well done yeah yeah but it's kind of like in in the world in general where did we suddenly 
think that we have to be perfect all the time because that is what we're faced with isn't it we I don't know about you but I hate making mistakes I hate getting things wrong and um you know if I if I put an Instagram post out there and then it's got a spelling mistake in or the grammar's not correct I'm like oh no you know and you're constantly forever beating yourself up and it's like whoa 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 where you know you are not a perfect robot you're you're allowed to make mistakes and whether that's with food whether that's at work in a relationship that's okay it really is it's funny again you got me on the roll I'm so enjoying this conversation when we're growing up and when we're kids we encourage our children it's okay to make a mistake you know if they fall over it's get up and try again learning how to ride a bike or learning any new skills and then we get to a certain age and we just forget all of that you've got to get it right first time if you don't get it right if you're not out there to win there's no point being part of it and it's just not true and take on board social media and all that stuff you know I feel so sorry for the teenagers that are growing up in the world today that they feel such a desperate need to be perfect and to fit in and to belong to the extreme sometimes it for the mental health it can be so damaging and touching back on what you said you know our parents do the best that they can you know you you know you were talking about your parents and they dealt with it how Mm. they thought they should be dealing with it but sometimes the underlying message we pick up as children is completely the opposite to what the intention is yeah that's so true you know and that's what we're dealing with as adults because we've got those messages that we unintentionally picked up around relationships food self-image all that sort of stuff and that that's so very true it's just sparked something else for me that I've done some self-development work recently and I realized that I've got a belief that stems from before I was five that I am stupid and it's like there is no I, I can't imagine either of my lovely parents saying to me you are stupid yeah. Yeah. or if they did it wouldn't have been meant in that way yeah. but somewhere I have harbored that which obviously has a massive impact on everything I do every single day because in the back of my head it's like oh you got it wrong you're stupid that's made all my hair stand on end when you really? because that's exactly how it works it's the message that we pick up we try and read between the lines and fill in the gaps to make sense of it but then that becomes part of us and who our story is so just like you a lot of the time with clients it's about unraveling and undoing all that stuff that we learned you know I don't know whether you know there's a a old Chinese proverb I'm constantly saying this give me the child of seven and I'll give you the man our life script is there before the age of seven that's so shocking when you think you know that I'm making decisions as an adult now on what my seven-year-old self decided and it just doesn't make sense no it doesn't it really doesn't my little girl is seven this year and I keep looking at her and thinking we hopefully we've done the best because she's nearly seven and that's it I I work with a lot of parents and one of the first things I say to them is just take it you've you've messed your kid's life up we all do it but it's totally (laughs) unintentional but you know, my upbringing wasn't the best. You know, the, my relationship with my mom, she wasn't always emotionally available for me. But in a certain way, I'm really grateful because she's encouraged me to be who I am today. 
you know, I, I can honestly say that some things I've made decisions on that I don't want to be like my mum. So it encouraged me to do something different. You know, yeah. there's parts of my mum that I love. And sometimes I open my mouth and my mum comes out and says the things I swore I would never say. But it, it's embracing it, you know, keeping what I like and looking at changing the things that I don't like. Yeah. And I think sometimes it is really about that, isn't it? It's about stepping back and 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 thinking, okay, well, some of these messages are really helpful and I want to keep them within my life. And some of these messages, it's actually time to let go and and yeah. and, and create new messages that are more helpful for me. Yeah. And and you know, as as somebody observing you and, and seeing your journey, I can see that the people that work with you. <laughs> will get so much just from your honesty. I really appreciate, you, you know, the amount that you're sharing. So moving on, I, I usually like to ask my guests if they've got, you know, I, I'm not sure I do the top three tips, but just three takeaways that you think people would benefit from, whether that's starting to make a change or assessing where they are, whatever it is. Okay, so my biggest one would be start keeping a journal, um, keeping a diary. Um, and I think, again, common with dieting is food diaries and people are obsessing over what they've eaten and how many calories. I, that's not what I mean. I mean, keep a diary about where you are each day, how you're feeling and what you're thinking and pick a time to do this. So like for me, I do this every morning. I get up before the rest of the house. I quite often will put some candles on and, and sit quietly with a blanket and a hot drink. And it's just kind of like, you know, review what happened yesterday did I you know uh, did my day go well what choices did I make what may I, I have done differently if if I could go back um and then kind of looking ahead how you want the 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 day ahead to to pan out so whether that is you know planning in your time for the day and um you know thinking about any challenging situations that might arise and I think by journaling, it kind of, you know, it allows you to be more present day to day with what is going on in your head, because we bumble through the day, getting stuff done, we're all so busy, and we don't take time to think about how situations are affecting us, how we're feeling, whether we might want to respond differently. We just go on automatic pilot most of the time. Yeah. So I think journaling is absolutely key and when you start getting in tune with just your thoughts a little bit more and oh how am I feeling about that meeting today oh that's that's interesting I feel quite anxious about that I wonder if that is why I really want you know a bacon sandwich for breakfast instead of my usual granola yeah. oh that's interesting and I, I I use the words get curious get curious about your relationship I'm not sure if I alter my camera you might see my sign I've got oh, yes. <laughs> Be, be curious. curious. I'm always saying that. Don't be judgmental. Yeah. Just be curious. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It is. It's you know. See your your weight loss journey as a, a, a an opportunity to discover all and you know incredible things about yourself and and don't see it as a diet. Yeah. Which brings me on to my next tip, which which would be consider whether. Um, depending on what method you're using, whether it really does work for you. So, for example, if you are calorie counting, 
is that really working for you now for some people it may um, but for others it's this constant battle of oh have I had enough calories oh I've got some spare I can eat something else oh I've gone over my calories and you know we have enough to think about in life without obsessing and adding up calories points sins whichever one it is so, you know, really consider, is that working for you? Or actually, when you step back, is it a case of, you know, everything you need to eat, you know, what's healthy, you know, what's nutritious for your body. Um, you know, if you are going to eat cake, you probably know that maybe eating it twice a day isn't going to, you know, be as helpful for you and make you feel good and give you the energy your body needs. So it's just kind of like, you know we, we know all this stuff for most of us we're serial dieters we know it all it's just we don't do it so by again by going back to the journal when you are managing your thoughts and your feelings it becomes a lot easier to manage your food and then all of a sudden you don't actually have to manage it because you're just in a better place yourself yeah. and I've got a third one if you'd like a third one Go for it <laughs> My third one would be consider letting go of the scales. And again, this works for some people and not for others. But in my 15 years experience in weight loss or 16 years, it is incredible that I see so many times people bounce into my consultation room and they say, Jenny, I've had a great week. Da, 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 da. Oh, I feel so like I've lost loads of weight. And they get on the scales and it stayed the same or it's only a pound or it's even up a pound. And I see their whole body just collapse. And it's just like, oh. And I'm trying to rewind them and say, hang on a minute let's just go back to five minutes ago when you walked in this door this is what's important the fact that you feel that you are making progress that you feel that you've made really good decisions around food this week that is what tells me you're winning yeah. not the number on the scales because we all know the scales can fluctuate from day to day um, from hour to hour and they are only one way of measuring something and um, over time, if you're consistent, they will go down. If you get a healthy relationship with food, they will go down. But what happens is that lady then walks out of the room. She goes and eats because she's knocked off with herself. Um, so she'll probably carry on eating for a few days. So she does then gain weight. Yeah. and um or she alters the stores in her body so it looks like she's gained weight on the scales even though it's not probably true fat and then she is she maybe gets three days in regrets it weighs at home and thinks oh my goodness I've put on five pound now which she hasn't really um and she's just in this cycle and by the time she comes back she still hasn't got you know got that weight back off or she stayed the same again so she stayed the same and she says, well, it's obviously not working. Yeah. And it's like, no, it, it was working. You came in here in a great place. And actually, if we hadn't have weighed you that day, if we were weighing once a month yeah. and you carried on in that mindset, we would have seen great results. But we are placing all of our worth and everything that we've done that week on a number in a box. Yeah. So that's probably my, you know my third tip would be consider whether the scales are working for you and if you know if that story resonates with you then maybe weigh fortnightly or even weigh monthly and use your gauge of success as how often you write in your journal how many 
situations you feel that you've had a successful outcome with rather than what the numbers say yeah I know from it just as you're saying that there's a couple of things I work a lot with clients like yes I'm trained in transactional analysis but I work with something called the three principles which is mind consciousness and thought and it's how everything comes from the inside out it's mm-hmm. it's not whether the scales are up or down that impacts on us it's our thoughts about the scales that are yeah. going to have an impact so yeah. you know that's one understanding and that our thoughts create our feelings 100% of the time it's all coming from here so that yeah. mind shift you know and for me i know i can feel good in certain clothes whether i've put on a pound or lost a pound you know i've even said to people before now take the label out of the clothes it doesn't matter it's just a bloody yeah. number yeah you know, you know i know for me when i'm feeling okay on the inside i stand straighter and i actually look slimmer when I'm yeah. stressed and I'm sitting like this, I can see all my rolls of fat and it's just, it's not pleasant, but it's all coming from inside me. It's my thoughts about the outside yeah. stuff that create my feelings. And I think that is quite powerful, whether it's around diet or change or whatever it is, is that that number doesn't represent anything until we give it energy, until we bring yes. it to life and make a story up around it it's just a number it's yeah. kind of like a birthday you know the big five or what do, you know it's a day difference really but yet yeah. we put so much <laughs> on it yeah. and the story and everything so I've, I've so enjoyed this conversation Jenny thank you so much so there's the academy that's opening next month you did mention I'm not sure whether you want to say about it but you it, how many are you opening it up for is there a limit so yeah so eight to ten ladies I'm looking for to basically um trial my academy because I want to make sure that it all flows and that it's going to deliver the results that I want it to deliver um for those um taking part so over the next few weeks on my social media I'll start talking about it more and pointing them in the direction that if they would like to trial the academy um there'll be a a little form they can fill in to apply and then basically we're just going to pick um a handful of ladies at at random and then invite them to join me inside the program and then we'll go through a 12-week um program where they'll have fortnightly zooms as a group and they will work through the modules so yes if people are listening and thinking oh that you know that is the sort of thing that would really help me and they are ready because obviously we all need to be in a place where we are ready to commit to making a change um then then yeah please do get in touch and 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 connect with me on social media ready for that opportunity brilliant like i said i'll put everything the instagram the facebook your web address and everything it'll all be in the show notes so just check out the show notes for this and then keep an eye out join the jenny's facebook group so you don't miss because that sounds like a fantastic opportunity and i can see myself being there as well (laughs) i'll I'll be joining the group so that i get first dibs too um so yeah the last things that i always like to finish on with these are what would you say to your younger self the the Jenny of today what would she say to that 10 year old that was was struggling maybe being a secret eater um 
Ooh, I would probably say don't diet, which seems crazy as I worked for <laughs> diet companies for a long, long time. Um, but I would probably say don't diet, get in tune with your body and learn about who you really are rather than following somebody else's rules yeah. because we were, when we're following someone else's rules there's only so long we're going to follow them for before we go i'd need to break free from that yeah. so it really is about creating that that relationship with food that's sustainable yeah i love that thank you so much for being a guest no problem hopefully we will be in touch again very soon absolutely thanks a lot jenny no problem take care bye bye for listening to this episode of living life being human podcast please subscribe on apple podcast and leave me a review and if you got value from this episode please share it so that others can get value from it you can connect with me on facebook instagram and youtube at jackie jones coaching or you can visit my website jackiejones.co.uk and click on the free resources tab at the top of the page for all my free and paid support thanks for listening